Yeah. Well, what am I? Huh? You're on my lap having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those eating cake experiences. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if I'm sitting there on his lap in one of those experiences, I better be eating cake. <laughs> do you? Do you <laughs> oh, sh- what's up y'all welcome back to another episode of that reload podcast we got the whole crew here we're doing our social distancing podcasting right now and uh we got a just a regular episode that we're gonna be talking about catching up talking about a few things Got some uh, cool stories we're going to be talking to you. We're going to be talking. I like to say talking apparently a lot. But anyways, I'm your host. They love the roast. My name is Joel. I got across from me. I got our resident chef, Jeremy. What's going on, buddy? How's it going, y'all? We got our producer and pit master, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And the sweet and sassy, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So, guys, uh, we have... Uh, been a uh, freaking a where are my notes oh i, I know what i want to compliment you on how much better the intros went this week than last <laughs> was that good week. and then you had to right the down the toilet yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're both a little salty yeah i'm pretty yeah we're a little pissed right now with you guys Uh-oh. yeah because you, oh, you led me down king. a rabbit hole of tiger king <laughs> <laughs> well listen we watched it and like you guys made those 40 minutes sound epic. And then we watched it and it's like, what the hell? I'm like, like nothing, nothing happened. Where, where's my scandal at? Where's my revelation? As, as soon as you guys said you hadn't watched it, I, I, I go over to Matt's DM and I, I talk to him. I'm like, Hey, we have to make up all sort of BS about this episode. Make it sound so epic, like confuse the hell out of them and then put a disclaimer in there for the listeners. Well, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Props to you guys. You definitely pulled it over on us. Now you said like John was starting his own mm-hmm. zoo. His own tiger. Yeah, no, yeah, no. And uh, the whole they confirmed Jeff's, you know, involvement. Yes, in, uh, Carol. Uh, Carol, you know, being her first husband or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I was pretty pissed <laughs> off about that. But I will say this: it is pretty freaking scary how well y'all sold it. Yeah, that that was scary. And maybe it's the fact that I just was like biting hook, hook, line, and sinker, and made it that much easier. I was it's because you wanted it to be true so <laughs> bad. Did, you wanted it to be true. My chest is all Keep this in the back of your head. Imagine like all the other things we've lied to you about that you haven't found out about yet. Now, now <laughs> I feel very insecure. I didn't have the courage to edit in any other disclaimers, right? <laughs> that was good. That was good. You, you guys get props for that one. Well, I tell you what, man. It's uh, I did it as much as I was let down. It was good to see uh, John get some new teeth. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was. He has some pretty. He needs to shave that beard. It's a pretty. Why? Why? Because they're like six inches long and just blow it in the breeze. Look at the rest of him. What does it matter? <laughs> at least he had a. At least he had a shirt on for this one. Mm-hmm. He was shirtless the whole docu series. Mm-hmm. That host was hilarious. They talked. Uh, yeah, Joe Mulco. They talked about that with the different guests. Like they're like, why were you like recorded with no shirt on, or why was the other guy in a bathtub for all of his like recordings and stuff? And they're like, we don't know. That's just what the producers made us do. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I forgot about the bathtub thing, but you're right. Yeah. They were like, we were as surprised so to see that as everybody else. Well, I'll say the 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 couple of times that 
um, me and Stacy or my and myself have been on like a TV show. It's crazy how much it's produced. Like mm-hmm. as, as well, the, the things you think are natural, they're just like, hey, yeah, get in a bathtub. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, sound like you don't like this. <laughs> yeah, get a little angry. No, well, it's it, it, it's ninety oh. percent of reality TV is scripted, anyways. But mm-hmm. so unlike our doesn't... podcast, we don't even have an outline. No. Yeah, the outline came five <laughs> minutes before we started recording. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Tonight Steph. we're gonna get Joel drunk. <laughs> That's your segue, Joel. That we oh, are. So, mm. um. Speaking of drunk, I actually let's just get into it. Yeah. So, um, if you've listened to the podcast, you follow me. Uh, you know that I love bourbon. Matt loves bourbon. Jeremy's actually getting into bourbon. And Stacy is actually uh, got a little taste for it now as well. Oh, yeah. But I, one of my favorite bourbons, guys, that I um like to drink. It's hard. It's hard to get a hold of. Is Weller, and I've had. They have four of them. Uh, you got Special Reserve, Antique, you've got the Weller 12, and then the last one I have never had before is the Blue Label, and it's called Foolproof. And I got a text today that one of our local stores got a barrel in, and I just freaking went straight there. And they had, by the time I got there, they had one bottle left that I could get. And I got it. I could throw some knowledge I could throw some knowledge down on you and tell you there's actually six Wellers and blow your mind. What? Yep, so you got Special Reserve, that's the green label. Uh-huh. You've got Antique, that's the red label. You've got, uh, there was a special release called Choose Your Perfect Bourbon, CYPB. It's a white label with gold writing. And you've got Foolproof, <clears throat> Antique, uh, I'm sorry, not Antique, uh, 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 12 Year, mm-hmm. Weller 12 Years, the black label. Yep. And then there's also one that comes out in the fall called William LaRue Weller. That looks oh. like an old, it's a uh, part of the Buffalo Trace antique collection. It's it's like a wine bottle. I have seen that one. Yeah, I, I, and, I forgot. and that one, it's like seventeen hundred dollars when you find it. Oh my oh. gosh! Would you pay that? Yeah, it's crazy. Dink. How <laughs> many I, bottles yeah, do you have, Matt? None. Yes, five. I would probably pay for a pour of it. How about that? Like if I mm-hmm. found it out at a. Uh, bar somewhere. Absolutely. I would want to try it, but there's no way I would commit to a whole bottle. An entire of it. bottle. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know we are all itching to have our bourbon episode out, but we can't do that unless we're in person. I actually feel a little guilty right now, cracking these open and doing our test. But well, I have to try. Joel's waited. I, well, I actually <laughs> I got a a bottle of Scout, Old Scout, and uh, I've never had it, but. Um, people that I know that have tried it, uh, love it, but it's 116 proof as well, which is right up my alley. So what we're going to do right here is I, I think that, uh, Stacy always likes to challenge me and see if I can pick out what, what bourbon she pours me sometimes. And, uh, don't, do not now. spill that. Put that up here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I'm going to, she's going to do, we're going to do a blind taste test right now. And I'm going to see if I can, uh, sniff out and taste which bourbon is which. So. All right, so we're, let's go ahead and close your eyes. All right, y'all ready? Here we go. No cheating. No, I want you to cover them with your hands. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Yeah. So I can give you a little a little history on Weller while we're waiting. So there's actually, it comes from LaRue County in um, Kentucky, and they have six different wells on their property, and each weller is drawn, the water from it is drawn from a different well. Wow. What? You're just making stuff That's up. made up. No, no it's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, not yeah. true. No, no. I'm, I'm just filling time. Like, don't see anything. No. All right, here we go. Good. 
Mm-hmm. Mm, it's very tasty. Get those caramels and those vanilla <laughs> notes. Mm-hmm. It's so fun watching good bourbon. <laughs> Wow. Shut Why your is face. this not a sport oh on ESPN? Gosh. I could watch this all day. Shut up, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm having fun. Is delicious. I mean, that is caramel notes. All right, give me the other one. We're gonna make Definite this. caramel notes. Let's I get can, through this. I can only imagine that listening to it is even better. <laughs> we'll fast forward all this. This is Scout. First one's Weller. Am I wrong? You're wrong. Damn it. That's the first wrong. time you've ever been wrong. <laughs> <sighs> that Scout is Money. Amazing. All right. I could drink that one here. Let me try the Weller. I haven't tried the Weller yet. Thank you all for indulging me. That one's a lot smoother. And it really? Did, the, the, I thought like the Scout was super smooth. The Weller's smoother than the uh, than the Scout is. I um um. It's waste. It's almost waterier. I know, and it threw me off for a minute, but Scout was the better one. I suck. Dang it. Okay. Wow. Yep. Scout was better. Matt, get off your phone. I was I was trying to look it up, so I'm not familiar enough with the old scouts to know about the mash bill on it. But obviously, so Weller is a weeded bourbon, which yes. means they replace the rye in the mash bill with wheat, and usually that takes some of that heat and bite out of the out of the flavor on it. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to say this right now, Jeremy. I think you kind of have the same taste. You're kind of on par with me, like with the tastes of the bourbons that we've tasted so far. And you got to try that old scout. Mm-hmm. They've got it at a like Bob's my liquor favorite store. was that. That uh, Maker's Mark 46 that we had. I, I wouldn't grab a bottle of that like the next week. This yeah. was like, Maker's is Maker's is also weeded, just like Weller is. This was like mm-hmm. really well-rounded, not a really hard bite, because I'm not a big, like that Knob Creek, that rye Knob Creek we had with the bourbon cake wasn't as much mm-hmm. my favorite. This was just really smooth, very warm, very caramely. It was, um, um, it had a lot of body to it. It had a lot more body than the Weller. All right, now that we're, we can finish nerding out on, um, <laughs> on bourbon. All right, so I know where you can get more up at Bob's liquor store. Bob's is got Knoxville, yep. Tennessee. Yep. So is that the place? Yeah, mm-hmm. Bob's. <laughs> You're not going to find anything there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> go buy them out. I'm going to have to de- delay the airing of this. <laughs> so speaking yeah. of, like, because we're we're recording a few days prior to release, but Joel's birthday. Um, Technically, when you're listening to this, will be yesterday. Yeah, but Joel's birthday is coming up. It is. You know, I'm to the point now. It's like it's almost like it's like I don't even give a crap. You know what I mean? But I mean, I'm glad I was born. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven, man. Wow. So it doesn't make you nervous to get that much closer to forty? Not yet. I think I'm in that. I'm just like in that thirty zone. I think I'm going to be actually. I think I think excited to get to forty. Uh because of the big party I'm going to have. You know that's what a good makes me look most at it. nervous? Like, not my age or getting close to 40, but when I see, like, actors that I used to find attractive and they're super old now, <laughs> then I'm like, oh my yeah, gosh, what happened to them so fast? Mm. Like, Matthew McConaughey, very- he looks like he's been ridden hard. Oh. But mm. He's done some crazy stuff. Matthew McConaughey is hot as shit. I have a similar experience whenever I'm watching sports. And the baseball players that are all out there playing are like in their early twenties. Yes, that's what makes me feel old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, I used to look up to them like they were older than you. Well, because they, kids. yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah, look exactly. like freaking. They look like grown they ass look men. Zion Williamson, you know, he was what uh, nineteen, right? And freaking little uh, brick shit house. <laughs> Anyways, do but you watch I, sports, Jeremy? I don't know this about you. Ball. <laughs> hmm? Ball catch. Sports? 
No. Can, ball catch run. All? No baseball, no football, <laughs> soccer. Go, go team go. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> no, no, like sports ball. Yeah, I'll watch if it's on. Like I played sports in school and stuff, but I, I just, nah. Well, I'll say this. I, um, if we uh, do get sports back, what we need to do, have a, if we get to have some college football again, we'll have a big party. Jeremy can just cook everything. And we'll watch the game. And we'll watch the game. That there sounds we perfect. Go. Doesn't it sound great? It sounds like a, a regular yeah, old podcast. That sounds like a dream for me. Deal? <laughs> I mean, it's just, an, it's just like when we get together for podcasts, you know? Well, Jeremy. Hold on. Ro- go ahead. Oh, rolling back though, Joel. It sounds like you had really big plans for your fortieth birthday. This is something you haven't shared with us yet. Like, I'm, this is new to me. Care? I'm turning forty freaking years old in three years, and when I do, it better go down. That's all I gotta say. It better go like, down. Like what? You have something like planned? Like in my mind, yeah. I mean, in my mind. Like it's what? Like, like strippers in Vegas, and I mean, no, what's going on here? No, 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 no. I'm just, just my friends. You cooking everything? I say we go to Austin. Matt, okay. Matt bringing barbecue. No. I'm, Jeremy's cooking everything. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Matt's bringing his entire collection of bourbon and the $1,700 bottle. Yeah. What am I? That I uh, don't have. You're on my lap having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those eating cake experiences. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if I'm sitting there on his lap in one of those experiences, I better be eating cake. <laughs> do, you, do you? Oh shit! Do you remember our uh, my thirtieth birthday? I do. I threw down. I had a whole house full of people, man. It was great. I surprised him with a. Uh, gosh, I can't. We had a baby then, didn't we? Or are you pregnant? We had just had an infant. Jace was an infant. But what did I buy you? Some special gun. You got. She bought me a Henry. Henry. Uh, Henry. I was say a Turner. Henry forty four lever action for my thirtieth birthday. It's beautiful, cool, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, my grandpa collects the Golden Boys, so I'm hopefully gonna get some Sound of those me. at some point. But they're they're beautiful guns. I, I've always wanted a Golden Boy. Um, my brother uh, determined which a Golden Boy, if you don't know, is a twenty two caliber uh, lever action rifle from Henry Rifles, and uh, I've always wanted one. My brother deterred me from it because of the stock placement. It's not a twist off. I just pull it. <laughs> Give me that damn cord. Stop. Oh, there it is. <laughs> but, but anyway, so like it's I we, I like to have my cheek, the cheekbone, down on the stock. So I'm you know it's that's where I'm comfortable with the golden boys. You kind of have to be raised up, kind of like mid cheek, because of how the the barrel rises to the stock placement. Got it. You're welcome, guys, in case you all decide so, to go. Well, I'm disappointed that we're not all getting together and indulging on homemade ramen. I'm disappointed that you poured yourself some damn bourbon and not me <laughs> and put that freaking cork back in. You're not getting the old scout. You can get your damn <laughs> weller. <laughs> so, what? This was a salty birthday boy. Yeah, I know. Anyway. This one's easier to pull out. But So we've circled around this for a while, but I think long story long at this point jeremy you were planning to make some pretty killer ramen for joel's birthday this year right 
Yeah, so um, I had planned on doing a full-on tonkatsu ramen, which is a pork-based ramen. Um, so a few weeks, probably about a month or so back now, I made um, a pork stock out of uh, pig trotters, which are pig feet. And then um, I did a post, I did like a practice run where I used like bacon steaks and like, you know, kind of cut a few corners just to kind of get the process down and stuff. But like for Joel's birthday, I was planning on like the whole nine yards the day before doing like a rolled pork belly, um, (sighs) which I have one in the freezer just for it, uh, braising that and like a bunch of different, um, a bunch of crazy stuff like mirin and soy sauce and uh, sesame oil. You braise it. Then you put it in the fridge so it cools down. You slice it thin, sear it up. That goes in there. The eggs, the whole deal. Oh, yeah. Gosh. See, and but but you I came over to Jeremy and Natalia's house um, the day he was making the pig's feet broth, whatever it's called. Yep. And um, I was making also. Yeah, I had to go pick up some Topo Chico that he grabbed at Walmart (laughs) and um, went inside and the house smelled amazing. I was like, gosh, it smells so good in here. And he's like, yeah, I'm boiling. Pig's feet. Like, the, the, these are the strangest smelling croissants ever. <laughs> <laughs> smell like pig's feet. No. Yeah, but didn't you say like that broth will last six months? So hopefully we will yeah. be able to indulge in that together. So so when I made it, See, it I made like you. 13 cups. You do. Oh, so much. Um, <laughs> I, I just sound Asian there. Time. Oh, how's that all? <laughs> Anyways, 13 cups. Lo- love you. Love you a long time. Um, and so um, I made 13 cups of it. I kept three cups out for my practice, but then the other ones I put in food saver bags and froze. So they're airtight. They'll be good in there six six months to a year. They'll be good in there for. So whenever we're ready to go, I can just thaw one of those bad boys out. Because that's the longest process is making your own homemade broth. It takes like 12 hours. Well, we're not waiting that long. Whether I have to eat it outside six feet apart. I mean, come on, man. Like, how are we, how we going to make this happen? That's like the best birthday present I could ask for. He, I mean, honestly, you've like made his dreams come true with that because I've, it's just something that he's always, it's been like a bucket list item for him to get real authentic ramen. So I've been, that's what we've been talking about this for what, you know, almost a year that I've been wanting authentic ramen. You've been ramen. begging me for it since like I know. first met. And you give me these little freaking teasers like, here's my, here's my special noodles. So I know you could freaking do it. You know, <laughs> put, put my special noodle in your mouth. <laughs> mm, Jeremy noodle. I mean, I'll let you as long as t- I can taste. Tastes like pig's feet. <laughs> pig's feet and croissant. croissant. <laughs> Qua- croissant. So what have you guys been up to? Nothing. <laughs> Who, us? Yeah, what have you been up to? <laughs> that was a horrible segue. I'm terrible at it. I'm so, hey, so those, cl- those clouds are white. You know, those clouds we yeah, had in Scott today? White. Cars there. Yeah. I'm not Rico Suave. So, hey, check this out. So, You're giving me some more of this marshmallow I wanna bra- Well, I want to break this down a little bit because Jeremy just broke down that ramen. But on a complete flip side of food, we made a, uh, a homemade... Big Mac last night. On the flip side of food? What's that Big Mac? Well, it's flip side because yeah, freaking Asian soup and flip side oh, of that okay. is a I damn burger. Meant, like it's not food. Shut up, Jeremy, okay? <laughs> My metaphors are great. They're <laughs> metaphors. <laughs> yeah, so basically we've been kind of paranoid about eating out 
through this whole thing. First of all, you know, we don't want to catch the Rona, but second of all, it's not it's not worth it. Like to get soggy steamed foam <laughs> container food. So <coughs> So we've just been but eating like, home cooked meals. Is McDonald's ever worth it? Rona or no Rona? Not McDonald's, no. but not the other stuff. But we decided, you know, Jeez. we saw that El Dente Diva was uh, she posted her homemade Big Mac sauce. So I was like, let's just make some Big Macs at home. Stacy has always loved Big Mac sauce, okay? So when we were dating, she told me a story about when she had her tonsils taken out as an adult. Mm-hmm. It was so horrible, and she was watching uh, Food Network and starving. So she would get uh, um, get a Big Mac and get extra sauce on the side. I would just get the bun and a sauce in the container. And she would mush the bun up, dip it in the sauce, and like, force it in a little pee hole that she I had. couldn't open my mouth real wide so I would just kind of like soak the bread in the Big Mac sauce and shove it oh, in. Oh that sounds terrible. It was so, so what's good. In, is it like I imagine it's like ketchup, mayo, and relish. No well, actually, actually it was um mayo, relish, diced onions, vinegar, I don't know. A little bit of sugar. I showed um, up I showed up and it was there at the house. I will say this. I've had a Big Mac before. She went to McDonald's and got a bunch of packets <laughs> yeah. and poured them into a pot. <laughs> See, listen. Listen to him. Big Mac sauce does not come into package. You don't know shit about yeah, McDonald's. Packets. Packets. Packets and dot Big, big what, Mac sauce. What a big dumb. <laughs> he really doesn't know, guys. We, anyway, we had a big homemade Big Mac. It was freaking fire. I don't like McDonald's food. Um, but this burger was 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 fire, man. And I've had a Big Mac before. I, I personally think they suck. Uh, but this sauce that we got from our uh, friend Al Dente Diva off her website was money. Well, I'm going to tell you what made it really good. So in the past, Joel has always been known for making really thick cheeseburgers. And I like the thin and crispies myself. And I told him, I said, if you're, yeah. If you're making a, a Big Mac with two patties on it, you've got to smash them down thin. And I'm going to tell you, he got these just thin and crispy, and he seasoned them with Magnum, so they had that like salty, garlicky flavor to them on there with the toasted bun, the sauce, shredded lettuce, diced onion. And then we used pickles that we got from Old Smoky Moonshine. They're like their spicy moonshine pickles. And, oh, my God, it just set the whole thing. Those were fantastic. Set the whole thing off if... I'm going to have to see if we can get a couple jars of those. Do you guys like pickles? Eh, nope. No? Really? Screw that idea. Yeah, I, it's so, <laughs> it's funny because I actually really like Cuban sandwiches. I don't know if you guys, you know what a Cuban is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I'll like a, I'm from Florida, Florida and my wife is half Cuban. That's okay, racist. there you go. Oh, but I, I, order, I order my Cubans without pickles and I get harassed for this endlessly by my coworkers. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> There Wait, you go. But, do, but do you like other pickled things like pickled red onions and stuff like that? Yeah, I like pickled red. My favorite pickles are pickled carrots. I love pickled oh, carrots, but I don't like okay. pickled cucumbers. You so I pick- don't like pickles either, but I like other pickled stuff. That's what I was asking. So, yeah. kind of so we're on the yeah. same page then. You ever had mm-hmm. pickled uh, watermelon rinds? Watermelon I, rinds. Watermelon. Watermelon. Not. It's a rind. Oh, just the watermelon. Too. They do pickle the rind too, yeah. Pickle the rind too. And it softens right up. And you can eat it. Let me tell you this, speaking of pickled <laughs> cucumbers, I made tonight this creamy marinade with cucumbers and it was, uh, it sounds strange, but it was like some sour cream, vinegar, sugar, dill, salt and pepper. I don't know. Um, it was fire. Onions. So good. I saw it on Joel's story. Oh my God. I saw it too, yeah. It, like, it made, like crack, it's so delicious. It was very good. Very, very good. By the we, way, Romanians. We, we call them cukes around our house. 
They are cukes. Cukes and onions. Cukes. Mm-hmm. Those are. It's good that way. When I was a kid, my great grandmother made me eat a uh, cucumber and mayonnaise sandwich on legit wheat bread, and I gagged and I threw up in her floor. So what's the moral of that story? Just letting you know. I wanted y'all to know. Oh, okay. A little something about me. Just kidding. I, don't I, pre- I did. Now you guys talking about the Big Mac stuff. I did make a few sauces this week. I made um, Matt made it first the Mike's Hot Honey Barbecue Sauce, which I'd never made a barbecue sauce before. Would you call it a barbecue um, and sauce? And I put that on. The- yeah, yeah. So it's ketchup, vinegar, which I think both of us separately decided to use apple cider vinegar instead of white vinegar because it's so much better. Yeah. Um, but ketchup, vinegar, Mike's Hot Honey, uh, molasses, and then uh, a few seasonings and stuff. And then you boil all that down. Mm-hmm. All right. What are you pretty traditional. I, I put it on that barbecue flatbreads that I posted today. And so then so we'll so see what else. That was like freaking fun. I also. Oh, it was really good. Did you, did you like it, Matt? You know, I thought it was really good when it was fresh, and then after I let it set and and cool off in the fridge, it got real thick, and uh, I don't know. It, it was like the vinegar started cutting through a lot more than it did when it was fresh. I don't know. And I'm not like a huge vinegar fan, as we've discussed with pickles. So mm-hmm. uh, I think – so I drizzled more of the Mike's Hot Honey on on top of it, and I really think that made a difference in balancing out that vinegary, like, Sweetening sourness. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Cause when I put it onto like my, my um my um my flatbreads, it immediately just like dissolved into the pizzas. Like it didn't leave me like that crisp line going back and forth across that I was looking for. But they were hot. Um, it, it was like pretty thin on mine. Yeah. But your pizzas were really hot though, right? They were fresh out of the eight hundred degree Camp Chef oven, so they were warm. Well, you know, is that thing not I amazing? Think... Like we love it. I wouldn't know. I haven't. Been... <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten the chance to use one. Sucker. <laughs> the year of pizza, you gotta they come hope, over. But, but I made another sauce. Like my wife and I, since we've been home more, we've been getting more into coffee and stuff. And she loves syrups in her coffee, so I made her like a caramel coffee flavoring syrup. So I had to like caramelize sugar and stuff, and that was an experience. I don't know. <laughs> about it. I had to clean burned sugar out of a pan. Oh, I'm loving <laughs> Stacy right now. Like. What was the texture? <laughs> Tell us about it. Smooth. Can you break that down? Well, did Ty like it? Did she like it in her coffee? Oh, uh, no. The first one I burned the crap out of. The second one came out really well, and um, it's super sweet, super caramely, great notes and flavors. and stuff. It, was, it, it turned out really well, but working with sugar is an exact science. It, yes. is, it is very difficult to do. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think boiling sugar. Well, Joel had a big um, weekend. He worked hard. He actually went and left me and the kids at home all alone. He actually worked hard? He actually worked hard this weekend. I've born working hard, <laughs> Jeremy. Nice, Matt. <laughs> have some good depth yep. on that one. <laughs> so, no, we, uh, no, it's a, I, I uh, got to finally go, like, I went turkey hunting once this year in my parents' backyard because I had nowhere to go on opening day. And it's more of a, just <laughs> sitting out there by myself, looking at her flowers while uh, no turkeys came. So uh, I actually got to go finally three weeks late into the season. And uh, my uncle's got some property and uh, I, it finally got to go out there because some other people hunt it and then they actually let me go. But the, it was more than I had bargained for in a turkey hunt for sure. It was pretty freaking hard. We, um, uh, 
I got out there and, you know, I've been hunting my entire life. Uh, I guess whitetail hunting since I was about 10 years old. Just got into turkey hunting about five years ago and love it. It's like crack, man. Like, I'm so addicted to, to turkey hunting. But I get up there and this, all the hunting I've done, uh, I have never, ever hunted by myself um, where I'm actually going back to and sleeping at somewhere by myself. Like I, when I go out to my property in West Tennessee, I would, I would hunt by myself out there, but I'd always go back, hang out with buddies that I'm staying with that, you know, weren't hunting at the time or something. So going up here and staying on this property by myself, that was a new different adventure. And then about four in the morning, it come a bail shitstorm that wasn't supposed to happen, you know? And so I wake up at four in the morning, it's pouring rain. I give it about an hour and a half. And said, okay, get up, get myself ready. And, I mean, I got one day to kill a daggum turkey. And uh, so I just tramps out there in the freaking rain, man, and go out there and try to make it happen. And these, this place, this property out here is uh, crazy terrain. You know, you think about Tennessee and you know, people talk about the hills of Tennessee. Well, I've not experienced hills like this. One of these, so I got this, this app that tells me, like, where I'm at, property lines, all that elevation, everything. And one of the ridges that I climbed, it took me a thousand feet um, above where I was, where I was at. It was, it, it was that freaking high. Wow. And, and these things were just, I mean, that's how steep everything was. And this used to be a big cattle farm and apple orchard back like in the day. And so it was all clear and it was pasture. Well, they've let it, they, they let it go over all these years. So now it's this thick, you know, freaking Amazonian type stuff. So you're... You're crawling through these these tree limbs and, and briars and all stuff just to get to little pockets to hunt these turkeys in. And it, it, it sounds like hell, but, I mean, I had a blast, but I worked my ass off. And at one point, I thought to myself, and that's the other thing with turkey hunting, is when you go early in the season, they're freaking hot and they're ready to rock and roll. They're, they're talking to you, and if a turkey's talking to you, like what well, that means when you, you know, throw a hen call out or a gobble shaker... A Tom or a Jake will gobble at you. So that gives you a location to where these things are. So if they're not coming to you, you can formulate a plan, get around, cut them off, get in front of them, that kind of thing. I had none of that. Three weeks later. So I'm walking this property, I mean, for seven hours. And I finally get to this spot. Uh, it's the furthest and highest point of the property. And, uh, I sit down, and I'm sitting there, and I'm. And at this point, I'm like, well, I'm not going to get anything. I haven't heard crap, and I'm about to close my eyes, and I hear, uh, like, shh, shh, shh. So turkey, when they're going through the woods, they scratch on the ground looking for bugs and whatnot, and I hear them scratching, and I'm like, holy crap. That's got to be a turkey. I'm going to mask up, get my gun ready, and I look out of the corner of my, of my eye, and there's, like, all through all the thick, um, you know, tree limbs and stuff, I have one little hole, and I see this turkey's head eyeball me like a freaking raptor from Jurassic Park and I, I just you know and I'm just frozen and I'm like okay and I'm, I'm watching I, I count the heads go through that little hole one two three four and they had they had seen me move because they were super cautious but what's crazy is, is as I was going through the woods there I would call about every hundred yards I'd sit and I would call take like five minutes sit call and uh, at the spot I sat down in um, these turkeys walked 
that must have been trailing me or had heard me and come up because they walked up right from the exact path that I walked in on. And um, I didn't know what they were. Um, I knew they were toms, or not toms, but I knew they were gobblers because of the of their heads. I just kept that freaking gun lined up, and as soon as the first one stuck its head out, man, it was dead. I do believe <laughs> I just let one fly. And uh, But the big thing with me, dude, is that, you know, all my life, all I've ever shot is freaking Jake's. And uh, last year, I shot my first time, and I was stoked about it. And lo and behold. <laughs> Jake and Itter is back. He is back, y'all. No, I'm glad. Like, I know it's, like, don't be embarrassed by it because I wanted the meat. I don't give a crap how long its beard is. I'm not embarrassed by it. But the thing is, uh, what I'm after is the meat, hands down, and the experiences I get when I'm hunting. But... It's kind of like the thing that goes along, goes along with elk hunting. Like one of my bucket lists is to hunt an elk. And how I want to elk hunt is I want a big bull. I want it screaming in my face. And I, that's, I want that experience. So I've kind of, I've kind of elevated that in turkey hunting a little bit. Um, I'm to the point now where I want kind of that trophy aspect of turkey hunting. You know what I'm saying? So I was ecstatic to get the freaking meat. Don't get me wrong. But I did kind of hope that there was about a, you know, a good 10-inch, 12-inch beard hanging off that Joker's chest. <laughs> that was something I was going to ask about is you're talking about, you know, all of these things that you're doing. And really what that, in my mind, you're talking about, for example, you know, you're, the terrain's extra tough. You're out there by yourself. It's raining. To me, I think all those hardships that you had to go through uh, probably made it pay off you know, in the end, that payoff was much sweeter. Mm-hmm. It's everything that you had done was, was for a reason. You know what I mean? And if you had done all that and then came home empty handed, that would be super discouraging. It would, At least it would be to me. Well, it would have been because it would have been a big defeat for me because I, this is out of all the years I've hunted and it sounds silly because it's a turkey. Um, but I have never hunted harder for any animal in my entire life than I did that bird. Uh, that was the most physically t- physically taxing hunt that I'd ever been on. But, you know, that's the thing is I kept wanting to – there was points I wanted to give up and say, I'm done. Forget this. I'm just going to pack it up and go to the house. Um, but with Stacy's PB&J, she made me in my belly. Uh, that was my that was my backwoods fuel. Double-layer PB? That's Which, right. That's the genius trick, truly. I had never thought about that, but you said you put peanut butter on both pieces of bread and then put the jelly between it to keep the bread from getting soggy. Like that's next level. Yeah. So I do one side of the bread with actual thick, thick layer of peanut butter because he likes them really sloppy. Mm -hmm. He knows when I pack his lunch Mm -hmm. in the morning, if I pack a paper towel, he knows it's PB and J day. (laughs) There's a napkin in my lunchbox. (laughs) There's a napkin in his lunchbox when it's PB. He's like, oh, it's PB and J day. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, a thick layer of PB on one bread. And then just a thin one on the other, and that just protects that that jelly. Well, there's something to be said about staying hydrated and staying staying fueled when you're doing exerting yourself like that. And it, it wasn't a, like a cold day, you know. It had gotten up into um, like all, like the low 70s that day. But the um, you know when I, I sat down in the middle of the woods and I just I was collecting myself because I was very frustrated at what I was going through and I just and I, I opened my turkey vest that little pocket and I pulled that sandwich out and ate it and I was like you can do this man keep going I, I thought of my kids man 
it sounded like you're going into like an ad reader right there. You need something refreshing and cool on those hot days going through. Brought to you by Topo Chico, the best mineral water out there. Back to the hunt, guys. <laughs> but no, dude, it was, I'll tell you, it, the elation. Um, and a lot of people can't, can't reference this. Like, you know, that I guess aren't going after it. But I mean, like, you think of something you want to accomplish really bad. And then when you, and you feel like you're, it's not going to happen. And then in a split second, everything changes. And then it does. That's, there's such mm-hmm. gratification on that. I kept, I kept talking about it to Stacy and finally at home, she was like, okay, yeah, I get it. It was hard. You did it. Okay. I'm, I'm overhearing about it. <laughs> Down for the meat. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Well, I'll say, you know, um, in the past, so a lot of people just keep the uh, turkey breasts when they hunt. And it's, you know, a lot of other, other hunters are saying, you know, you can keep the legs and the thighs as well. But they're full of like um, a thick cartilage. And we've smoked a leg in the past. And while the flavor was like super, super good from the brine, it still had like a tough leathery texture to it. Not dry, but like the texture was just different. And so we were, we brined it. Um, <clears throat> overnight and we were thinking about smoking it but then I wanted to um, shred it up to make taquitos uh, for dinner so we kind of decided that we would cook it in a crock pot cooked it in the crock pot you know after you brine it you want to rinse it off because if not the skin gets kind of not the skin but the meat gets salty we stuck some bone broth in there um, seasoned it with um, double action fully loaded we did the brine 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 fully loaded loaded and then double action in the crock pot and I'm gonna tell you what, like, and, and the the tendons just slid right out, and he pulled that meat. It was like crack to me. Like it tasted so delicious, and it was so moist. The kids kept coming up and stealing pieces, and well, that see, for him was gratifying well, because see, they the, were saying it was amazing. Yeah, these turkey legs, like, it's not like you go get you one from the state fair and you can just take a bite out of the drum. Like, they're the tendons that are in these things are tough, and I mean, like, you're not. It's like a bone. Yeah, and 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 they're. <laughs> they're tough. They're long and they're hard, but the <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but the uh, but no, like seriously, like they they're just they're nothing you're gonna bite or chew on at all. And as, you know, these these birds. Go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. Oh no no, uh, I had something along those lines. Um, so for people who don't know who don't go hunting and stuff, when you get a wild turkey, you actually skin the turkey out. You don't pluck the feathers like you would have um, in a turkey from the store. So there's no skin on it when you guys are cooking it. Yeah. But I remember back at like Thanksgiving when you guys did that guinea, you boiled the feathers and plucked them out. And you said you were going to try that on a turkey this year. And you did not go that route. So I was wondering what made you skin it instead of um, pluck it. So the where the the weather was played a big part in that um, because it was really warm. It got really warm towards the afternoon and once the rain got out of there mm-hmm. and um i had about an hour and a half hour and 45 minute drive so not to mention you had to pack mm-hmm. up all of yeah. your things so i asked him the same thing and he said it's not gonna last i didn't time I, get home. I didn't think the bird would carry that long um because typically you mm-hmm. don't uh like, like like with a deer you split them and you field dress them, take all the entrails out or whatnot with, yeah with the turkey you typically don't do that and plus, it st- okay. it stinks like the, the turkey. Yeah, you did say on one of your recent posts to somebody that you planned on doing that with the next bird. But I'm gonna tell you, like, I can't stop thinking about this leg. Like that meat was so soft and flavorful. Like, do you ever eat the heart or a gizzard when you have like a turkey or a, a chicken or whatever? Or the neck. 
Nope. No. I, I've I've made like giblet gravy before, mm-hmm. but I don't usually just eat the organs on their own. Mm-hmm. I guess we're weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are savages. <laughs> yeah. Now you guys talking about how tough it is and stuff, it doesn't sound like keeping the skin on would be helpful at no. all. Because if you're throwing it in a crock pot, the skin's gonna get all flabby and everything. It's only if you're like roasting it with this, you know, and the skin gets crispy, would it really be worth having it? Yes. Yeah. So it we sounds like fry it. See, that's what they would, would it even be good though, fried? Because it sounds like it, it, it's so tough that even frying it, like it would just it would still well, be tough. That's the legs. Now the legs, the thigh and the leg are are the tough part. The the the, the breasts and the, and the tenders are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so I mean that, they're this freaking big. If I got a local turkey, um, which I've got a I got a new spot that I'm allowed to if I get can squeeze a hunt in before the end of the season and I get a local turkey, yeah, yay big. Just big. But the uh, for our, our audio listeners, they are that big. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> if I get one, I have a I have a pot a pot big enough to where I can scald the whole bird. And what that does when you scald them, it loosens all the the, the I guess I don't know how you say it the follicles or the pores that the, that the feathers are are held into, and they just fall off like butter. I mean, it's it, it, it yeah. makes the process about three times quicker than if you try to pluck every little feather off there. So that's what I would plan. think you. Could, you like a turkey is only so big. I would think if you had your big cooler with you, you could throw it in there with a bag of ice, and it would be good till you got home. But well, that's the other thing is I, is I didn't I didn't bring one uh, to do that. Oh, you you weren't expecting to be able to catch one. <laughs> <laughs> you surprised even yourself. Holy shit! I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and yeah. speaking of doing it, the picture of the turkey that you shot, you put that on Instagram. That was an incredible shot you took on that turkey, dude. So he didn't even want to post that picture. I talked him into it, which usually it's the opposite. Usually I'm like, so Don't I, post I'm, that. I'm not big on posting. Uh, uh, big, like I, I, the gory parts, like the like oh the, no, like clutching a heart, a bleeding okay, okay, heart. No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, I do that. But I'm talking about like the deer has a face, you know, or, or or animals have a face, like like showing the the trauma to an animal. You know, I'm not big on that. But this was, I just started shooting these these Winchester double X, um, you know, turkey loads, and this, I mean, granted, this thing was pretty close, it's about ten yards, and the op- optimally you want to shoot a turkey in the head because you don't want to get all those pellets in the meat. You don't want to cause trauma to the meat. And what, you know, but I was impressed. Like I thought it'd be just like, you know, like other things in the past where we be peppered because one BB will do the job if you make it happen. You know what I'm saying? But a golf ball size hole in the side of this thing's head was like, holy <laughs> crap, man. That was it, it looked like you were hunting with a slug. <laughs> That's what someone, someone <laughs> That's said. You shoot it. Looked like. Yeah, they goes, they go, did you shoot that with a rifle? I was like, <laughs> but that was, I mean, I will you say this. You should have let him on and told him you did. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, then, then TWRA is knocking at my door like, hey, uh, can I see your freezer? You know? So anyways, but it was, it was, I'll tell you what, man, I uh, told my kids the story and totally embellished every nuance of it. His bedtime stories are a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I totally embellished it, man. And I I will say it's the first time I told a story that both kids were locked on me the entire time. And now Jace wants to go (laughs) turkey hunting. (laughs) You did a great job, uh, storying through the whole thing. And I already wanted to go turkey hunting before this, but seeing you, you know, keep us all up to date through IG. 
on exactly what that process was like. I mean, I would say I'm just like your kids. Like, I want to go even worse now than I did before. Well, we got to go, man, for sure. Well, I'll say that. Let's do it. You all have inspired me because... I feel like I uh, don't keep up with it as much as I should with my online persona. And this whole like getting away and, you know, since deer season has been over, my deer season sucked. Um, this whole like getting out there and actually making it happen and, and, and keeping the content up, y'all have inspired me to do that. And I was a perfect opportunity. I was, I was all by myself, had nobody to distract me. I could just do my thing. Nobody. Yeah. Meaning? Nobody. Okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Stacy Ann. Oh, well, you did good. You weren't, you weren't, you weren't like, you no, know. I always am telling you story, story, post. I'm talking about when I usually, usually go hunting. It's up with the guys. We're out there, you know, we, we go back to hunt, the hunting camp. We, we're drinking, we're talking, you know, that kind of stuff. And so that distracts me from my duties as an online personality. Yeah. So interestingly enough, um, on that picture that he posted with the turkey, the head having a hole in it, basically, it did really well. His um, followers all love meat, wild game, and, like, hunting shots. He posted a picture of just, like, his view out of the blind and, um, like, just of some grass and stuff. And it got more likes than him posting, like, <laughs> a pulled pork or, like, a, a, a Boston butt, like, glistening in the sun. It, I, it's crazy. So that's what his, his followers like. So he gets almost 700 700- what? I think Stacy's making fun of your barbecue, Toll. Yeah, I think she is too. <laughs> Just a picture of some grass looks better than your barbecue. Look, look better. <laughs> and your butt. Well, but anyways, like it had almost 700 likes on it. And if you look through the insights, it said from hashtags three. And it said that less than 1% of the people that you reached, like your insights, your engagement was from people that didn't follow you, which tells me over 99% of the people that engage or that even saw your post were following you, which was great numbers. But why were only three of them? Yeah. So this is a good segue. Cause I, seen I, by hashtags. I actually wanted to talk about this. So ever since I've changed my name, you know, I lost probably 500, 600 followers. Um, and stem from that, I've just not been able to gain any traction at all. Like I don't, I, I mean, I'm not gaining anything. And then I make this post and I get probably, it's one of the most liked posts I've had in probably like a year almost. And I get goose egg, zero followers off of it. And then we look at that. We looked back like a week and you had no follows. Yeah. And so it comes, to, I feel like I'm being ghosted by Instagram. And so, and this is a kind of a common thing with people that are hunters, um, because it's a, a dislike thing by, I, I've, I've heard, and I've also heard people say if you use certain hashtags that it'll block your whole freaking post. Do y'all know anything about this crap? Yeah. Um, we were talking earlier in the message and stuff, and I had a post the other day that I put up, um, it was of some, uh, ribs and sausage and I used the hashtag ribs on it because you know there's ribs and it turns out that is a banned hashtag uh the next morning i went to look at the post and it was like abysmally low for what i would normally get overnight with my likes so i was like what's going on here and at back of my head i was like oh someone one time told me that hashtag ribs is a banned post or a banned hashtag so i went and looked at it and if you click on that hashtag a message comes up saying oh this is being this hashtag is being abused you actually want to view this and there's like these warning messages and stuff i'm just like all right that was weird so i went ahead and took it off my post and over the next few hours my likes started to come in like normal and stuff because they had blocked all of my hashtags because i would use that one hashtag that was 
for some reason is banned right now. Um, See, whenever I posted that picture, um, and I saw I was getting all the comments and everything like that. Um, there was a couple people that I wanted to follow off of it. I tried to follow them, and Instagram wouldn't let me follow them. Mm-hmm. And go ahead. It kept saying so there, like there, we're trying a, to. There's another them. thing. What, Stacy? It was saying something like for your protection, or we're trying to regulate, or something like. I couldn't remember what the error message was, but he tried it for like two or three days. It was actually you kept trying to um add our sister-in-law's mom. Yeah. And it wouldn't let us. So yeah, there's another thing called like a shadow ban, which is like happens to an account. And, you know, of course, like none of this is like from Instagram. Like they won't tell you how their uh, algorithm is run. Like they, like, this is not from out from Instagram. Like this is from like the community of people and stuff. And uh, a shadow ban is if Instagram sees activity on your account, that seems like it's not natural. Like you haven't been posting in a while. Then all of a sudden you put up a post and it gets all this engagement on it because uh. it's a great photo. It seems very bot like in nature so they can ban your account and kind of put a shadow over it for X amount of time. Sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a week. Uh, it can go up to a month or they can even delete your account fully if it, if it's bad enough, you know? Uh, but that's, you know, I obviously think that's, you're not in that I mean, like, category. I mean, I get that, but I think that's BS. I mean, but like, I think that's what happened because you were dropping, dropping, dropping and not getting any follows for over a week. He reports a bug. And like a day later after reporting the bug, he had like, eight follows in less than a 24 hour period. But see, that's the thing is that like, it makes you seem like, Hey, if I, if I actually put time into this freaking page and put some, I do, do my due diligence, then, Oh, okay. Well, look, you're being active. Well, let's block your ass. I, I mean, I, I, I it, it makes you feel like you're being, you know, lack of better terms, cock blocked all the time. Well, that's where like people talk about like, oh, back in the day, like you could grow a lot faster on Instagram and stuff. And probably part of that was, which I wasn't on there back then. Like, I don't know this for sure, but my theory would be that like, it was kind of like the wild west. You could do whatever you wanted. You could, you know, um, do extremely bot like behaviors. You know, you could actually get a bot to run your page for you and like photos and comment on people's posts and stuff. And you wouldn't get in trouble for it. So your growth could be like extraordinary, but nowadays they've cracked down on that and they've cracked down on it so hard that even like normal like behaviors and stuff will get you banned. Like say someone has a giveaway and you go comment on it 10 times, you can get a ban for that. You know, if you're trying to enter the giveaway or something like it's actually very easy to get a ban nowadays. So uh, tonight, before we get on the podcast, I posted mm-hmm. for a throwback Thursday. I'm not dating the podcast. So tonight, Good job, Joel. Yeah. Scrap the whole thing. You ruined it. <laughs> so, but, but the, uh, so tonight I posted a video of, uh, one of my old turkey hunts. And right now it's been probably three hours and it's a, it's a, it's, it's that video from last year when I shot the Tom, you know, and I had, mm-hmm. had the seizure. Yeah, in the bond. I remember it. Okay. So it, uh, right now it sits, I have one profile visit and 26 likes on it. So all the engagement I've been getting as of late, something about this post is being, is being blocked. Cause heck my, mm-hmm. pe- my peanut butter and jelly had, had freaking like 500 likes on it you know, here recently. So I'm trying to, in your last video where you were butchering the Turkey got really great insights. And now this next one has only got 26 likes on it in hours. That's weird. So what, that's what I'm trying to figure out is like, what, what am I doing wrong here? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 don't think, I don't think we can know that it's the algorithm, you know, like that Instagram doesn't share any of that data with us on why things do the way they do. It just, we have to guess the best that we can to, uh, to kind of go around that. And, you know, who knows what it is. Well, it pisses me off. That's what it does. Cause I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to keep up with the gut with you guys and, and Stacy and, and, and be part of the, the social team here. And, uh, I keep getting kicked in the dick. Well, if there's anything that's reflecting it is your DMs are blown up. That's true. I am. And people are liking it and they're asking you questions and they want to know more and they're congratulating you. And I think if anything, like people coming out and saying, uh, you know, is I'm this, glad to be talking to you right now. I think that's, I mean, that's what it matters. Who cares about the freaking numbers? Is this just like my turkey hunt? Where I, you have to climb up there. I feel as if <laughs> oh I Oh my gosh, that entire hunt story was just a metaphor for later. <laughs> so you could pull it back up, it? There I oh was. Oh my God. Here we go. Well, Here we go. So I would also say, though, that the mysteries of the algorithm, clearly, you know, when we post something that we think will do well and it doesn't, that's disheartening. But every once in a while, we'll post something, like you said, post a peanut butter and jelly and it gets all of these likes. And it's kind of unexplainable. Like, mm-hmm. why did that get broadcast to so many people? And Jeremy, you had this huge post recently with some chicken wings. Mm-hmm. You know, did you treat that any differently than you would a normal post? So, um, whenever I'm doing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was I, all the, the garnish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually I remember when I was putting that one together, it was my last like wing Wednesday one. And whenever I do something that like is repeated often, like a steak or like, um, wings or whatever, I'll go back and look at my last post. Cause I don't want it to be like too similar, you know, cause I want something different and stuff. And I went back and looked at my one before that. And I was like, man, that was an amazing photo. I don't know how I'm going to top it. Like this one's just not as good. Like I wasn't feeling as confident about the post and I put it up and now it is my most liked post of like all time. You want to know why? By far. It's because you seasoned mm. it with the award-winning combo. That's yeah, but I, I do that with like all my wings. <laughs> <laughs> no other way to eat them. I have a question. I really don't do it any other way. <laughs> I have a question. What's your question? Hold on. Let me get a swig. Get that Bears bite. beat Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Battlestar <laughs> <laughs> um, so something that Michael. we kind of go back and forth on. <laughs> hashtags in your post or hashtags... In a comment after you post, do you feel like there's a difference? Is there a better strategy or does it not matter? I want I both of your opinions. Huh? I don't think it matters. It's just an aesthetic thing. Do you, do you not want them in your comment or do you want them in the comments below? It doesn't matter. It's purely aesthetics in my opinion. Are you turned off if you see hashtags in a post? I put my hashtags in my post. Joel wants it in his post. Well, here's why. Because... You know, if you're somebody that, unless you're copying and pasting your hashtags every time, if you're somebody that types out, you know, 20 to 30 hashtags every time you do it, as soon as you post that, your your picture is, is getting knocked down. It's getting knocked down the, the pecking order of, of whatnot, of the algorithm. And if you put it directly in the post, it's like, it's right there. It immediately, immediately hits all those hashtags. You put it in the comments, you're delaying time from, from it being up there with everybody else's. But that's why a lot of people, I don't know, I don't know where I've heard it, like Gary Vaynerchuk or something. They say, don't pick the hashtags that are five, 10 million hashtags. You want to pick the ones that are in the, you know, few tens of thousands so that it's not getting buried immediately 
use something that's a little bit more um, specific, yet not specific enough that it's not searched. That makes sense. Um, but like, so hashtag theory, the idea is like Stacey said, you don't want those million ones, but you do want them in case your hashtag pops off or in case your post pops off. So what you want are a few hashtags that have hundreds of likes to them and posts to them, a few hashtags with thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and then into the millions. Cause if you have a post that pops off, like my last one did, um, or that, or that wing one did, you will actually reach like the leaderboards in those millions of hash millions or whatever, you know, and, and then once you reach those ones, you really start to gain traction. So you want to be able to climb top. that board. Yes. Yes. Because it's, it's in the top, not, not the most recent, but the top, um, for the hashtags. Well, I'll, I get that. I'll say this, that if you look up hashtag God's bounty, which is a frequent one that I use, uh, anytime I, uh, you know, get an animal or, or eat or wild game, uh, our freezer honey is the third uh, best pick. But still. I wonder if it shows yeah. up on theirs. I wonder if it just shows up on um, ours. Look up it, hashtag God's yeah. bounty. So it's going to be different for every person, oh. but that's Let's where like, this. um, Damn it. like my, um, what are we looking up? God's bounty. Yeah. Hashtag God's bounty. Let's debunk this. I don't All want right, to debunk. I was really proud of the fact that it was number three. Hashtag Hang God, on. God's bounty. <laughs> Is this your freezer? Yup, that's it, baby. Yeah, that's number three for me. Look how full it is. Yeah, so <laughs> it's number three it's for number me. Three, but but th- there's only a, a one thousand posts. One hundred thousand. On yeah, one hundred million. No, no, one thousand. <laughs> but like Joel, you have a sizable account, so like your traction is gonna push you ahead. So like those are like the type of hashtags where you're going to have evergreen content where people are always going to come back and um, yeah. like those photos. So like Stacy, go ahead finish with your thought. Oh, um, Oh, like my personal hashtag strategy. So I have about like 20 hashtags that I use very often and I copy and paste those in. And then I try to put in like 10, like very specific hashtags to that post. Like I have general ones I use, you know, like hashtag the feed feed or stuff like that. And then I have more specific ones for that exact post for like, you know, if it's a chicken dish hashtag chicken recipe, because a lot of people are going to be looking at that, you know, for like ideas for chicken stuff, you know? Yeah. I've just got to say, (laughs) I look up. Hashtag God's bounty. And there's like pictures of people's flowers and pasta salads and like fresh lemons and berries in someone's hands. Someone holding up their hands as a heart. And then there's Joel's picture of his turkey with its head blown with a hole. <laughs> Guys, look at this. Look at this. Scroll down, boys. All these beautiful well, God's hey, bounty so that's things. Actually- and then- that's, I think, a testament to maybe it's not getting blocked the way you thought it maybe was, right? Or perception. If like, it's... his perception of God's bounty is different than someone else think, thinks that their pasta salad is God's bounty. Wait, wait, are, are you seeing it on top or recent? Recent. Go to recent. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, like, the recent stuff doesn't really matter because, um, like, people generally don't go over there. It's you want to get on the top list, and I just mm-hmm. scrolled way down on the top part, and there's only a 1,000 posts in this hashtag, and you have a very sizable account, and that post has over 700 likes on it, and it's not hitting the top. So it, that, close, that post is clearly being blocked from going to the top boards. See, that's what I'm talking about. You're, there you go. It is on the top. I see it on the top. You don't? Oh, I the still head. haven't even. Oh, yeah, the, the head part. The head one. 
So what? So what can somebody? What What would be a good strategy? Like, tell me this. So like, you know, I, nothing. None of the pictures are the tags that I I clicked on every one of them, and they all work. Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah. Could, but there's obviously something pushing that my content all like that down. What is, do you guys have any advice on strategy to to combat that? So we were asking Stacey earlier, like, oh, did the picture get blurred out and stuff as like graphic content or whatever? And it hasn't been, which is kind of strange because it's pretty right. graphic. Um, but I would say like not knowing that I, w- I would have thought like people were reporting the picture or something. But see, wouldn't you get it? Wouldn't, wouldn't you get like a notification? Your picture has been reported. Sensor. And usually when it's reported, it's like taken down almost to me. They don't I've even get- never had one. You've had, like, had them censored. Ha- have you had... Yeah, you've had them censored. Do, do they notify you when they censor them? No, no, they don't. But yeah. it, but, but it's not been so ce- maybe, but it's not been censored. Yeah, but maybe you've had like enough reports where they've like demoted it, but they haven't censored it yet. Like you might be like close to you know. Well, once the PETA people start looking up hashtag hunting and God's bounty, they're gonna see it. Let's go. I will. I've got to say, PETA in your photos. I should. Yeah. Anybody that's listening that has some insight, or if you have like um, some data on this, like please shoot us a DM um, at that reload podcast on Instagram. We would love to hear. Good. Guess what? Joel's coming back, y'all. He's coming. I'm back. climbing that. I'm climbing that hill. Okay. I'm not giving up. I ate that PB and J, and I'm getting up there. And I'm He's like, gonna get within ten <laughs> yards of I'm that gonna, turkey, and I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna shoot it right in the head. The social media turkey. I'm shooting it right in the head. Taking over. It would be cool to to get somebody who actually knew how this works on the show. I don't know what the likelihood of that is. It just seems like it's so mystical. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know for sure. I don't know that person exists. I, I, yeah, I, I think that we might have someone that might have a little insight onto that. I'll oh. I'll hit him up. Oh, Stacy is alluding to she knows somebody. We know somebody. Okay, all right. I'll talk to him. You I can't don't know just if like want to, but. say that. Good grief. Like now the listeners are leaving them on a on a cliff edge here. Well, you know what? They're gonna have to subscribe and tune back in to see if we if we get this person on or not. <laughs> so Well look. I know what we're probably closing this up a little bit. Yep. Y'all that are listening, you better grab your sombreros. Mm. Grab your tequilas. Hola. Get them tacos ready because next week. We have two California boys <laughs> joining us for a special Cinco de Mayo podcast that you're not going to want to miss. That's right. And uh, we have uh, some special treats we're going to be making for it as well. And I'm ready. I am ready to throw down. And we want you guys to throw down with us. So let's go. Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, you're going to have to let me put the Topo Chico away on this next one. Mm-hmm. I am not going to put the Topo Chico away. I'm just going to add tequila to it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, guys, I hope I hope everyone that's listening right now, I hope you enjoyed this other episode of That Reload Podcast. Hope you enjoyed my talk of my many adventures and uh, accomplishments and victories today. This was a, a good podcast. It was all about me and nobody else. And, Happy uh, birthday. Yeah. So, but we love you guys. We thank you all so much for listening. Please hit that subscribe button. Do not forget to do this. So you can listen to that Reload podcast anytime, anywhere. Do it right now. Hit that subscribe button. We love you guys and be tuned or be sure to tune in on the next episode of that Reload podcast. We'll see you.
This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. Now, now Joel, that, that was actually your birthday present, letting you talk the entire episode. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, thank you, thank you. Okay, guys, you all can uh, I'll be kiss. here all week. You guys can like kiss my ass. Hair. Kiss my grits. You're actually pretty good at that, though. <laughs> he is. That's like you'd be pretty. You'd be you'd, boring as shit. Uh, no, I'm looking. I'm trying to still find a good would you rather, and they're all either way too raunchy or super boring. Mm-hmm. So this one that I was reading that I was like, could I? Add? It's it's so bad. It's Here's would you it. rather fart? Would you rather fart while getting eaten out or vomit while making out? <laughs> That's perfect. I love that. Let's do that one. No. <laughs> Why not? I don't think we can do that one. We okay. should probably keep ass play off the air. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> These would you rather suck? Let's just go. Mm-hmm. I want to do the ass one. No. <laughs> there is one that says, would you rather... Um, would you rather be able to take back anything you say or hear every conversation around you? That's dumb. You're dumb. Yeah. I love you. I'm sorry. Man. Would you rather eat ass that tasted like rose petals? Ass play. Or. No ass play, Joel. <laughs> I don't want to eat rose petals. <laughs> or take like, it. Make it sound like a taco or something. Okay, or whatever. Your favorite. Or make it taste. Burger. Skittles. Oh, here's. He, Cheeseburger ass. Kind of, 